and welcome to the Counterpress Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and I am by myself tonight. Josh is taking the night off. Um, here to talk about the match against DC United. A 1-0 win at home. Once again, no bail, no Chiellini, both off for quote-unquote load management. Um, this is just <laughs> a bit of superstar treatment uh, and making sure that they're solid for the playoff run that will inevitably happen at this point. Um, so at the moment, LAFC are nine points clear of anybody else in the Western Conference, Evil, uh, even on games, finally, with Austin FC, who had a game in hand for a long time. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I'll have to check on the numbers for Philly. Um, I think they're the next closest team. Um, but certainly look to be in a strong position for the Supporters' Shield. Okay, uh, Philly also has 25 games played and is on 48 points. So LAFC is nine points clear of anybody that could catch them. That's a big deficit. Um, we all look at it and we just think, oh, it's three games, but LAFC would have to lose three and then Philly would have to actually win three uh, in the same stretch. Uh, so, I mean, you have to, and with the way LAFC is, is playing, it's just not, really in the cards. Uh, is it still possible? Sure. But you have to imagine LAFC completely collapsing and somebody else getting even hotter than they are right now, even hotter than LAFC are right now. Uh, that's their seventh win in a row. Uh, this is kind of an interesting game. I'm not, I wasn't surprised to see DC come out and play the way they did. A mix of a low block and like a 5-4-1 and then what at some points looked like a 4-3-3 with a flat midfield in kind of a mid-block defense. Uh, I thought I thought DC did really well to stifle LAFC early. Um, early on, it seemed like LAFC, anytime they'd have the ball going out to the wing, you'd see one of their wingers come out and, and mark the fullback rather tight. Uh, and so Palacios would put it under a lot of pressure and would end up just playing really aggressive balls to try and get the ball over the top. Uh, and with all those center backs in the back, it was really difficult to get anything loose. Um, they did a decent job of marking Ilya out of the game, or at least putting pressure on him as soon as he would get on the ball. So it's just really tough to play through them. Um, this is one of those games where it's good to see LAFC grind out a win. Uh, it's not pretty. It's not perfect they end up getting the win. And when we talk about a team that's able to play and win consistently through the playoffs, this is one of those things that you're going to see. There are going to be teams who absolutely park the bus and make you play through them and just hope that they're going to get a few chances. DC had a had a handful of chances. They had a, they had a shot off the post, which is clearly their best shot all night. Um, not the only one though. They had they had some fair uh, some fairly good chances. This is the best one. Nobody closes down a, an attacker in the midfield, and he shoots from 30, 35 out and gets by gets by Max Grippo. Um and luckily the post was there because otherwise it would have just been a draw. Um, DC also ends up with a red card. Steve Birnbaum gets uh, gets a second yellow for a tackle on Kellen Acosta. Um, this is, this is well-deserved. I feel like everybody 
saw this one coming. Uh, they had, I think, four yellow cards within the first 30 minutes of the game. David Ochoa gets one for time-wasting in like the 55th minute as, when they were level. Um, they just kept piling up, and you know that at some point, somebody's going to slip up and, and get their second. I was honestly surprised that DC didn't end up with another one. They kind of calmed down, I feel like, after that and just focused on getting on trying to get out with a with a draw. Um didn't last long uh as Opoku was able to to equalize a great counterattack. I think it's Sifu who nicks the ball off of a off of a DC United player with only two center backs back at that point against three attackers. Ball goes to Vela. Vela goes. Uh, Vela plays a ball into Chicho, who's run out to the right wing. Chicho does a great job absorbing all that space, just penetrating all that space. And then as soon as Ochoa steps, plays Opoku across the face of goal. And it's a nice, easy finish for Opoku. Um, so they get the job done. I, there's, there's really not a whole lot... Um, in terms of like tactics that LAFC went to, to fix it all. Um, they started dropping a few more forwards down into the midfield. Yeah, Vela picks that ball up almost in false nine territory from Sifu. Um, and I feel like LAFC are rather effective if they can, if they can isolate their front three on, on a back two, as so many teams possess in now, uh, it's going to be an, it's going to be an effective counterattack almost every time. Uh, shortly after that, blessing comes in, and we kind of look like we're in a bit more of a. Uh, we're still we're still pushing for goals. Latif has a couple good chances. Acosta slips a great ball through for Latif, uh, who is staring right at Chicho. I mean, right at Chicho, right in front of the goal. Could have easily played it to him, but instead takes a loose touch. And David Ochoa, who also had a great night uh, against LAFC, uh, scoops it up. There's another incident where Latif breaks free. He, I mean, he had great service. There's, <laughs> he probably should have had two goals. Uh, definitely should have had two goals is what I will say. Uh, he gets his jersey tugged. He doesn't, he doesn't go down. He continues on with the play. Gets a shot off. Um Advantage was played. He took the advantage and shot, and so no penalty. Um, if he would have gone down, it would have absolutely been a penalty because it was a very clear grab. But um, I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time blaming anybody for staying on their feet and playing through a challenge. Um, there's something admirable about it, even if it's not the most savvy all the time. Um, I, I, I chalk most of this up to Latif. This is not his game is not being in the box and putting goals in the back of the net. He does it every once in a while, um, especially against Galaxy, it would seem. But uh, this is that's just not his game. Um, so you get what you get. Uh, could have used Bale, I think, in this game to try and help uh, open up DC a little bit, play a little bit more in possession. Again, going back to what I said earlier about about in the first half, I don't think LAFC was very patient on the ball at all. Uh, had a lot to do with what DC was doing. But I feel like they could have done a better job trying to stretch them vertically uh, and, and using the midfielders a little bit to connect the wingers and, and the fullbacks. But again, here we go, uh, nitpicking. So, um, yeah, they get the win. 
everything's good. Uh, I mean, there's really not <laughs> there's really not much more to say about this one. Um, the, this is this is a sign that LAFC can do it ugly as well. Uh, they just had the five nothing win over um, over Charlotte over the weekend, and then you get a one nothing win here. Um, so both clean sheets. You're able to to play against two different styles, and, and DC. I mean, they did they did really well. They they executed a, a good game plan in terms of trying to uh, just stifle everything LAFC did, which for the most part was successful. Um, they had a couple of good looking counterattacks, like I said earlier, and that's, that's about it. Um, so without Joshua, I'm just going to get straight into, to listener questions. Um, we had quite a few tonight, which always helps when I'm by myself. So, uh, thank you for sending all these in. Um, let me get here for a second. First one is from Lionel Hutz. MLS always shooting themselves in the foot, trying to highlight a game, but playing it on short rest. Happy for the win, but dud of a game. Agree with Kirk uh, that you make your own good fortune, but that Fontas shot would have that hit the post would have one hundred percent gone in last season. Um, yeah, possibly. <laughs> it's uh, it it is fortunate that that he is the post. I think. Grippo did a, a decent enough job to have most of the goal covered there. Um, he, there was another uh, shot earlier from, I think it was uh, Andy Nahar, who shot from behind the halfway line as Grippo was off his line. Um, he's getting more and more adventurous. And again, we've seen a handful of mistakes, but uh, he's been virtually unstoppable for LAFC. So not a whole lot of complaints. I do agree that it is a weird, a really weird time to play a game. I know they got to help everybody make up games as, as schedules are just weird, but man, a Tuesday afternoon game after already playing on Saturday, it just seems bizarre. Um, next one also from Lionel Hutz. Appreciate Dolo's play the game in front of you mentality, but a little concerned that he's not rotating a bit more. Maybe give Mendez a start. Also would like to see Torres and even Duaneus get some play. But then again, hard to second guess. I think that last part's important. It, I mean, it is hard to argue with the results. And you are saving guys like Chiellini and Bale. I mean, they they didn't even dress for the second straight game. Blessing, ha, Blessing has fresh legs. Mendes has fresh legs. Uh, in your attack, Opoku's been rested. I think that's his second game in a row that he's been rested. Chicho has gone the full 92 games in a row. So I mean I, you're you're getting some rotation, but I do agree that you might need to you might need to save like Kellen Acosta's legs a bit, uh, or or Sifu even. Uh, both those guys will be involved in the World Cup. Um, Ilya is the one that really worries me. Uh, who and again tonight he had kind of a an uncharacteristically ineffective game. I think mostly because of the way that LA, that uh, DC United really cued in on on the entry passes from the center backs to either the fullbacks or, or to Ilya as the defensive mid. Um, but uh, in terms of rotation, I, I do want to see more Mendez. I, I'm st- uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm still not sure what all we're going to get from him uh, and what he's supposed to bring in in whatever minutes he's going to have. I just don't feel like I've seen him enough. Definitely didn't watch enough of him in, in Orlando to have a good, a, a good picture uh, of what, 
what he's really good at. But um, so far, he's looked fine, um, like a serviceable rotational midfielder. So we'll see how it goes in the future. Um, let's see here. Next one from Mike Oxlong. Too close for comfort. DC is a weak team with only taxi as firepower. Will we be able to beat teams like Seattle, Philly, Austin, Toronto, etc., that have more firepower and plays in a low block in a knockout round? LFC has much more talent individually than DC, yet we barely beat them. Playoffs are going to be scary. We need a player that can make magic happen, even when teams are in a low block. Bale and Boanga might be a solution to that problem. Um, I mean, this is this is who LAFC is this year. They're going to play much more direct. And as much as I would love to to see them hold on to the ball and draw defense out a little bit more methodically over time, um, they're going to look for that three-on-two, like I said earlier, uh, where you catch another team exposed in in whatever uh, possession that they possession spell that they just were in. So I it's. Um, is LAFC capable of doing it doing it against Austin? Yeah, they they did this year uh, already. Seattle, yeah, I mean they can they can they can beat any of these teams. Um, if they sit in a low block, it's going to be more difficult. But the thing about LAFC that's different this year is their defense is so incredibly stout. It's not like um, I mean I, I I honestly look at it like. Austin had to put in four or five goals this past weekend to win their game. Um, and I think that was against Kansas City. And same with Toronto. Toronto has to put in a ton of goals. They have to score a ton of goals because they give up a ton of goals. Um, so I don't think LAFC has that problem. So they're both hard to play against and will they're relentless on the, on the counter. Again, sometimes a little bit too direct for my taste as we saw in the first half. Um, but uh, I mean, they continue to get second half goals and they continue to get them from subs. So, um, I, I think we just have to trust the, trust the, the game plan here, um, because it's working so well. And again, 2019, uh, people could compare it to 2019 and say, well, everything was working fine back then when they set their points record and they went out in the playoffs and to that, I w- again, I would just highlight that in 2019, they were they scored a ton of goals, but they also gave them up um, more than they should have. It's not, I mean, they still set, I think they had that goal differential record. I don't know if they set the record for the lowest goals in a season, but uh, still a good defensive team back then, but not as good as this one. Um, and I don't think, I, I think that's inarguable at this point. Tom Camilleri at Bronx Fan 07. I believe in this team. I also believe in pro sports. Any team can come in and win one game. So if we want to pick, uh, if we want to pick on something, did DC establish a blueprint a better team could execute, or was it more a tired night for LAFC? Uh, get the W and move on. I do think this is a blueprint to to trouble LAFC. If you play in a five four one, you're going to negate that front five. Um, and you're going to force them to play a little bit more patiently. As I said already, you're going to force them to not be able to play everything direct off the counterattack because there's just not as much space back there. Um, 
Now, eventually, LAFC draw them out. They they give them a little bit of the ball, and then they're, they're able to counterattack and get the goal. But um, it is something that I expect to see other teams do. Um, some teams are going to be a little bit more prideful. I think Wayne Rooney is uh, kind of a ruthless manager who is going to do what he needs to do to get the result. Uh, I like that about him, to be honest. But... Uh, I don't think every single team is going to do that. And every single team out there is not going to be as realistic in their estimation of, of LAFC. I could see a team like Seattle still coming out and trying to play, uh, play an open game. I could see Austin definitely coming out and playing an open game because that's the only way they're going to be able to score. Um, so I don't, I don't know that every single team is going to be able to get away with it. Uh, next one, Seth Rosenwig uh, at Sethosaurus. Eddie Segura, two starts, two clean sheets. It is great to see Eddie back. Uh, for so long, it felt like, man, when is this guy going to come back? You know, we heard April, then we heard May, then nothing, 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 nothing. A few, a few spot appearances here and there. Uh, so it is good to see him back and part of the rotation. Uh Man, it's just, it really is crazy to still think about the center back depth on this team where you have uh, Mario Chiellini, Segura, and Fall. Segura in this in what appears to be the case, Segura and Fall are coming off the bench in these games. Um, just absolutely wild that you have that kind of depth. Uh, I think... Every single one of those center backs, if on a different team, is not only a starter, but um, one of the main stars on the team in terms of defensive stars. Uh, LEFC Sweden. Honestly, still nervous about playoffs. This team is capable of winning it all, but anything can happen in the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get far because the team plays horrible or, uh, or someone makes a big mistake. But at the same time, we could win every game 5-0. Yeah, the, the thing the thing that we haven't seen them have to do is really claw back. I think there's a few games where we've conceded first, but they're so good at not allowing teams to score in the first half and then consistently scoring in the second half. I don't know what the stat is up to in terms of uh in terms of goals for LAFC and goals against in the second half yet uh, over the season. But I remember it being something absurd, like 21 to three, like a month ago. Um, it's got to be around the same ratio now um, because they just keep racking up seven uh, second half goals. I mean, they had five against Charlotte this, this past Saturday. So um, just, just crazy to think about really. Uh, and uh, you are right that, Anything can happen in the playoffs, and uh, you might come up against a bunkered Toronto or something. I mean, that would be MLS Cup. It's probably not going to happen for Toronto, but you might come up against a team that that is actually effective in the bunker, and you know happens to get a goal on a set piece, and then really packs it in and is able to withstand for the next 60, 65 minutes. But so far. It's been too much for teams to handle when LAFC continue to throw attackers at them. I think that's the other thing you have to consider here is that now when LAFC makes a sub, um, 
in the in the on the front line, it's Bale or it's Opoku or it's Brian Rodriguez. Um, just last year it was Danny Musovsky. And that's it. Like that's all they had <laughs> in terms of uh in terms of attacking subs. So I mean it was it's a it's a different it's a different beast at this point. Uh Ben Cox at Sir Bensington. Ochoa is the best villain. Ochoa had a great night. I have no idea what happened in Salt Lake. Uh, I can't imagine he's the easiest guy to manage in a locker room um, or from the, or like from the, uh, the owner's box. I, I can't, I, he's, he's gotta be a difficult guy to have around, but that's also what makes him so great. I think is that he is, he doesn't care. He's going to come out of the box. He's going to take all the time he needs. Um, he's, he's, He's going to give it to the fans. Um, he's a he's a perfect heel, and he's also a good keeper. So I, it's interesting to see him looking so good so quickly with DC United because it's, it really makes you think that it wasn't about form; it was about some sort of interpersonal thing at, at RSL. LAFC Luke, our offense was so flat today, but our defense shined. My top three of the night were all on our back line, which hasn't been true in a long time. Uh, yeah, the offense the offense struggled again because they're they're playing against a back five for long stretches of that. That, as I mentioned, the flat midfield stayed really compact when they were in that kind of four through three mid block. Um, it's going to be hard to play through. Uh, not impossible. There are things again. I think they could have brought their midfielders back a little bit and wider to help connect like outside that midfield, but, uh, they didn't, um, what are you going to do? They got the point in the end. They got the points in the end, but I, I do think there, there's still some things that you see in the attack. I mean, mostly today it was with Latif just making poor decisions, uh, in the box, which is kind of a theme. Uh, we love him in the midfield, but man, once he gets in the box, he's just a complete wild card. Uh, Brian Rodriguez struggled. Um, I actually texted Josh during the game and uh, it was after the the play where Brian Rodriguez, Brian comes in, gets on the ball. Chicho is streaking down the wing and it's towards the end of the first half. And it's very clear that there's a wide open pass to Chicho. And Brian instead decides to cut inside early, takes on two defenders, uh, gets fouled, keeps the ball and then loses it. And then the play is whistled back for the initial foul that was uh, that advantage was given to. And I remember I texted Josh and said, is he Christian Pulisic whose timing just always seems to be a little bit off? Great on the ball. Uh, okay, final product in front of goal. And just the timing is, is always a little bit off. Uh, he takes a terrible shot right in front of goal early in the game. Uh, I clearly think Christian Pulisic is better and on a different level, but I think, I think they share a similar struggle in that they do tend to hold onto the ball in favor of dribbling. Um, even when passes might be open and, and then the final product isn't as good as you'd like to see in, uh, in front of goal. But the good news is we have uh, Gareth Bale to hopefully play in the next one. Uh, at Yoyo Tori 66, horrible game with a man up. Very frustrating to watch. Would they win with DC? 
playing with an 11-man squad. People need to be more realistic that the team needs more work, less flopping from some of the players. Um, I think they would. I think they would win against 11. I don't think that goal specifically, again, it's it's taken off them in possession. Um, and it's immediately played back. Uh, back into their half where we we have a three-on-two. But so many teams play in a four-man back line with two exposed center backs. We do that too. We just trust Mario to beat everybody one-on-one when it comes to those breakaways. So, I mean, that goal happens with a three-on-two. There's another chance. uh, I mean, LAFC had plenty of chances. There's another one that Chicho has. Um, Hollingshead should have shot it. Again, this is after they're already down to 10 men. Hollingshead definitely should have shot that ball, but instead he cuts it back for Chicho and Ochoa makes a save. Um, Latif with his two goals that should have been, uh, but weren't. So, I mean, there's plenty of chances in this one. We just uh, didn't capitalize on today. Um, The Bacchanal was in 122 row D, so the crossbar blocked the view second half. That said, Palacios played a great game. Subs made the difference. We got lucky with their shot off the post. What's up with Bale? Missing from lineup and bench two games in a row. Grittier game than expected. Good three points. I, I agree with pretty much all of this. I thought Palacios was one of them that really struggled in the beginning in terms of like trying to hit the aggressive pass too early and then ending up turning over the ball. A little bit Mark Anthony K-ish, uh, if you will where you just see this lefty trying to play the the ball in far too soon. Uh, Again, a lot of it had to do with the pressure he was up against, but, you know, you got to make the right decision. And if if that's not on, you can't play that ball. Um, Let's see here. Again, I I do think it was really fortunate that the shot doesn't uh, go in. Uh, it's It's a problem with the midfield closing down. I don't remember which midfielder was in front of Fontas when he shot that ball that went off the post, but man, it's got to be better and a f- and faster closing it out. All right, and with that uh, wraps up our recording here. Um, again, thanks always for listening. Um, we're always happy to record, even if it's late, because we know that you're all listening and we love interacting with everybody in the uh, in the LAFC Twitterverse. Um, so. Again, keep telling your friends. Keep tweeting in at the show. Thank you so much. You can follow us at counterpress underscore. You can follow me at Kurt Kinsey. And we will talk to you all this weekend after San Jose. Good night.